Sitting with our Shop of the Week junior defensive end, David Neal and David Thanksgiving, district champions. But describe the vibe of the team right now going into this big matchup with Smithson Valley. For the past uh, weeks we've been playing, it's like you said, those two goals were on our mind. It was play on Thanksgiving and win a district championship. And now that we've achieved those, we're kind of looking around and the last thing left to do is, all right, we need to need to win state. And I mean, it's kind of the taboo thing to say that a lot of people think that but in reality i think that making that a goal and making that your priority can boost morale in the locker room a lot people like knock on wood and all that and in reality if you got that on your mind it helps a lot and i think that's what the main um, idea in the locker room right now is state it's really interesting to hear a team meeting because you don't necessarily get that opportunity on outside the weight room now i can't hear anything but I hear the end, and I hear this eruption. What's the main idea coming out of that team meeting before your game on Friday? How team meetings work is um, Dodge comes in and discusses our goals, discusses uh, what we need to do to get this done, and then he leaves and lets the captains talk, and the captains kind of go up there. They say a lot of the same stuff Dodge does, but they'd say it in a way that kids our age and can connect with other kids, and um, a lot of kids get to say what they think's on their mind about the game, and so it's, it's nice to let every single player get a voice on it, not just the captains are the ones talking at the end every single player gets to let their voice out it just it helps a lot to hear that everyone else is on the same page that other people are on like you'll hear someone say that it's like oh i'm thinking the same thing so you get on that same mental plane with everyone else and it it can really really take you to a place where you know that your teammates next to you are in it for the same thing you are you look at the relationship that you have, and I think one thing that these interviews do really well, David, is identify relationships on the team. And you have a unique relationship with your teammates, and it's not often you hear a running back or a wide receiver talk about a defensive lineman. They talk about their teammates who are also wide receivers or also running backs. So I remember back in the regular season talking to Steven Kreider, and he's like, I've never seen anybody do what David Neal does. You know, David will go into the film room, he'll watch film, whether people are with him or whether he's all by himself, and he'll take notes and write them on the whiteboard and then we come in and we see all these notes about the offensive line or the tackle that you're going up against and and you're seeing pros and cons and all these different things it's almost like you're treating it like it's a homework assignment and not necessarily the thing that you love to do i look at that attitude david is one of you recognizing that yes this is business and it's a numbers game and i kind of feel like you mentally are a bit above some of your contemporaries when it comes to thinking your way through the game. Do you feel like that's what you're doing in preparation? You're using your mind versus using your physical attributes? So my dad's a big football guy, so I kind of grew up in a a home of football and that's all we talked about i'm the same way as my dad was is when he played he uh was not never the biggest lineman on the field he was never the strongest lineman he just knew how the game worked and he knew where your guy was going to be before he even knew where he was slanting and so i kind of picked up from my dad i figured i know that there's always going to be someone bigger and better than me in somewhere in the world somewhere in the u.s there's i'm never going to be the best and i can always i'm going to try i'm going to strive for it but there's always someone better than you and that's the mentality i go with so i know physically Physically, there's people better, and so I thought if I can't physically change the way I look, then I'm going to just try mentally change the way I think about the game. I did that the first game, College Station, and it kind of became a running kind of joke in the locker room that I would always go in there because they my handwriting is trash, and so <laughs> said it was a first grader writing on the wall, but um, it helped. So the College Station, I think that was um, one of the big reasons I played good game is because I knew what that lineman's thought process was, what he was going to do, his favorite moves, his feet, his quickness. Uh, when you learn how to beat someone mentally, 
you can challenge them physically, I think that's when you come to a stalemate and when you break that mental barrier, you can really push through and win games, not just on physical attributes, but on your mental strengths. It's funny you mentioned your dad. Obviously, not all of us are walking around with dads who you know played at Texas and were two-time Super Bowl champions and blocked for John Elway. But one of the main questions, as, as a guy that knows your dad and worked with him on television and radio, he always wants to know why why David never wanted to apply himself and be a, an offensive lineman. One of our first broadcasts that we did together where you were playing, and I said, you know, he's a pretty good defensive lineman. Is that kind of a selfish thing, or is that you just watching your son and going, man, he would be a beast on the offensive line? I take it a step further and say, well, you know, Dad, you were an offensive line at the highest level. I'm going to do my own thing over here, but I'm going to use all the tricks that you have. So do you find that he's actually more of a help as a defender rather than playing offensive line? Oh, he's he's a huge help. And it, it's kind of like, it's a weird thing, um, a relationship. So he's O-line, I'm D-line, and like on the field, rivals. But off the field, honestly, um, I'll go to him and I'll show him film of an O-lineman that I'm still trying to crack. And he looks at me, he's like, I can tell you exactly the way he's thinking right now from an O-lineman standpoint. He's His feet are like this, his hands are doing that. So he's more prepared for this kind of pass rush and this kind of pass rush he's more of a lunger so he's more prepared for a run bull rush so uh move around could help so he's he's really good so he he, he exposes his own his own his own teammates o-lineman and it's um hilarious because honestly his insight helps me in a major point in the game and uh, like that call station game i always go back to that that's the first time i really cracked down on o-lineman and he told me everything i needed to know about him and even at halftime I'm walking in and um, I see him on the field and I kind of pat him on the back and he kind of looks at me and he says like swim moves working and then I kept doing the swim move and that it <laughs> kept going having kind of like a spy on the other side of the field is a great help I like it because it's a surreal moment you have an offensive lineman dad and you're a defensive lineman and then one of your dad's college teammates is your coach on the defensive line a full circle effect with coach Vasek what is one of the things that he brings to the table is the other half of that lineman mentality whether it's o-line or d-line honestly one of the luckier players on the team to have him as a coach since him and my dad go pretty far back uh it's nice to have someone that is that much caring for your family and all that and really cares for how you are as a person i'll tell vasek that my dad said this about him and all that and vasek's like oh i i can hear your old man saying that he'll tell me other standpoints and so he'll tell me from the defensive line perspective from someone who's played at that higher level that college level and who's coached for such a long time as vasek has show me what it's like to see from the d lineman perspective and it's kind of i have an even balance of both he'll tell me moves that work this week uh how to pass rush what kind of bull rush what kind of physical standpoint i should take against this o-lineman my dad's really good at the mental side really what o-lineman is thinking at this point what he thinks is going to happen and how he's going to react to that when i talked to my dad i got one puzzle piece and when i talked to boss i got the other and it makes the picture perfect for me and a guy that thinks his way through a game you like to think your way through off the field and i and i tell people this all the time i said look sometimes a brilliant mind at 17 18 years old needs to be occupied you're pretty cerebral guy but you're not the first Westlake player that's a cerebral guy we had Owen O'Neill in here last week and you know there's a reason the that particular Shapcast is named perspective because he has it you have it as well and I think it's a nice duality what's the process you have as a player and as a student athlete to say look I realize that yes I'm an athlete but I also have expectations of myself to, to be smarter than the next guy, to be educated and to take this opportunity as far as I can take it. And I can tell just talking to you, David, you know, I know you read books. I know that you're constantly thinking about things. I know 
other things interest you. You can focus on football when it's time to focus on football, but when we're not doing football, you can think about other things. That's being well-rounded. It comes down to the simple fact that I can play this game for as long as my body will let me, but there's going to be a time and point where my body's just not going to want to do it anymore, and it's going to take a toll. At that point, you kind of got to look around and look, okay, what else do I know? What else besides football? Because um, you'll see there's hundreds and hundreds of guys who that's, this is their life, and they'll do this till the day they die, but in reality, they're going to do it till the day their body can't do it anymore, and when they hit that day, they don't know anything else. Football is all they've known. I know that football is a sport you can't do until you're 80 or 90. So I've accepted that. And I've really cracked down on thinking, okay, play this for a while, but I want to do something else. I want to make something else of a career. The film's a big thing for me. I love doing that kind of stuff. Cinematography, writing is huge on me. It's you're also a musician, right? Yeah. You play, I, you play, I, I, I hear that you might be in a band, or at least you used to be. I, I, I was in a band for a while, and that was awesome. It was, it's great when you get together with the guys who see the same kind of perspective as you. It's, it's the same feel of a football team. You got guys who are in the locker room thinking, okay, this is what we want to do. And then you got guys in the studio who are like, okay, this is what we want to do. We're going to go in there and do this. And it's great when you're on the same mental page. And yeah, music was huge for me. The best way I can use is like escape. And it's just really nice to just sit there and do something that you can do on your own. And I know football is going to end at one point or not. And whether it's the next 20 years or the next day an injury or my body just stops I, you gotta be prepared and you gotta realize that you got this isn't gonna last forever i look at other interests being vital to gaining that perspective you're a big stephen king fan and i even hear there might be a, there may or may not be a copy of it in your locker but what do you get out of reading books what do you get out of escaping into that world from whether it's stephen king or anybody else you're reading well, instead of the escape aspect, I just get stories that interest me. And I know that's, if anyone knows, the kind of stories Stephen King writes and tells can be a little worrying that I'd be into it. But um, he's a great story writer, and it's just not him. It's There's other guys. Um, uh, Stephen Drabosky, he writes uh, another book that I'm falling in love with. And it's just amazing to see someone who can put something that's in their head. They see so clearly and vividly onto words and have other people see the exact same vision. That's not even a real vision. It's just something that you see and only you can see. I'm going to write a screenplay about the 2017 Westlake defensive line. I'm going to ask you for storyboards and I'm going to ultimately say, hey, David Neal, let's produce a 30 for 30 on the 2017 Westlake defensive line. From your perspective, look at the characters of William Robertson, Trellis Collins, Braden Cassidy, you. How does that movie play out in 2017? How does that film play out? Each person on the D-line has, has their own role in a way. You got Cassidy, the veteran, who pretty sure is the leading team in tackles right now, or D-line in tackles, which is insane, and he's having probably the best senior year any D-lineman could. Then you got Willie, the, the new guy who brought down from uh, the backfield, I think he was a safety, brings him down, puts him D-line, and has one heck of a start and starts playing starts getting used to the game and then next year just good things are coming for him and you got trellis the guy who everyone was thinking what this what can what can this guy do when it comes to him from another school clearly shows that he's got some talent that no one else on this team can match i mean he's probably one of the strongest guys i know when each player fits into that piece and each player fills their role to the best they can and it, it just comes together and it's not just the starters you got um owen link purdue weeks 
Brett. You got all these guys who, without them, we wouldn't even know uh, what to do. We wouldn't have any kind of personality on this team. And I think they really, they really bring that kind of glue to the mold that brings everyone in and makes us probably one of the strongest uh, units on the field. And I've said this for as long as I've been here. You got two units, the O-line and D-line, and there's a reason that they're the strongest. And there's a reason that it's some of the most powerful on the team. It's because uh, we don't just look at each other as players or friends. We look at each family. Any one of them could call me at four in the morning and I'll come get them or I'll come talk to them. And I just think it's that bond that really makes us stronger. And you can really do something great with each other. And I think that's the idea of family on a team. What are you thankful for? Oh, I'm thankful for being here. I'm thankful for my mom. I'm thankful for my dad. I'm thankful for my two sisters. I'm thankful for just my family everywhere. I'm thankful for this family, my second family away from home. I'm thankful for being able to practice on Thanksgiving. Uh, thankful for being alive, honestly. A lot of moments I might not be here. And I somehow made it through, beat the odds, and here I am. So, yeah, I'm thankful for anything that's happened to me, good or bad. He's David Neal on Shab of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you so much.